This is Safe Cell Chanel episode 26. Today is July 1st, 2019. I know I'm a day behind on this podcast. And if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the different ways I save and sell one day at a time. I usually uh, share with you the raw, unedited thoughts of how I saved and how I sell the week prior. And this is an audio diary to help keep me accountable during my debt-free journey and my selling journey. And um, it's a good way for me to just have an audio diary so I can look back um, next year to see how my progress went. Um, This podcast is going to be a little different. Um, I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast, which was a short podcast. I um, that podcast I was sharing with you was very emotional. It was the day that I found out that, um, my, um, sister slash PFF, and you don't know what a PFF is, it's a Poshmark friend forever. Um, they said that she has about, um, four more weeks to live. So, um, I booked a flight and, um, the day after my, after my sip. I flew out to Chicago, which was yesterday. That's why this podcast is late. Um, and now I'm going to be spending time with family. So this podcast is being recorded in the Chicagoland area. And um, I'm not sure how long I will be here in the Chicagoland area. This is a um, very difficult time right now in my chapter of my life. But, you know, with life, um, there's always the inevitable, you know, death part of it. But this is just the process. And um, I'm just really thankful that I have a supportive community through the Poshmark community who helped me with everything. And this podcast is not going to be this um, emotional as last week. Um, The topic that I really want to talk about this week was my takeaways in terms of putting together the Poshnship event and um, how what my final thoughts are for ending up hosting it by myself and some of the things that I would have done differently um, if I were to put another Posh and Sip event again. For sure, I want to put a second Posh and Sip event together because um, it would be really beneficial because if you are unfamiliar with Poshmark and Poshmark is a fashion app or fashion app where you can sell used news and new clothing and home goods now but it's also a huge part of it is community and um on their blog there are different tiers of what you can achieve once you start hosting multiple posh and sip events and the first posh and sip event um you get a decor box and that first mile second milestone you get to get another decor box and you get to host an in-app posh party. The third milestone, you get a decor box and a $100 posh credit. Fourth milestone is a decor swag box and the posh fixings mystery box. And the fifth milestone um, is another decor box, but you also get team posh attendees to attend your posh and sip. So people from posh corporate will help out a little bit more Um once you get that fifth milestone. So you need to let them know way in advance so they can help coordinate with you and putting that posh and sip together. So I already knocked out my first milestone, which is my decor box. Um, I noticed in my decor box, based on 
seeing some of the other Posh and Sip unboxing videos that the only difference between mine and um, some of the other Poshmark boxes is that I didn't get as many pen or many pins as other boxes and I didn't get any pens compared to other people's Poshmark boxes. So um, Poshmark will send you a box based on their availability. This is what I'm assuming. And, you know, Poshmark pens are difficult to come by. Like they, they may have been out of stock. I did put my application in kind of last minute and um, kind of last minute, like actually t they recommend you apply to be a Posh and Sip host about 21 days before your event, just so that they make sure that you receive your box in time. And I did apply for it exactly 21 days before my event. So um, it was really cutting it close. I didn't know that I didn't really read the instructions clearly. Like it was just, just so happened that when I was applying, it was 21 days before the event. And, um, during that time I had to follow up. I kept having to email and follow up because I did do follow. I did follow the rules and I did apply for the event to be a posh and sip host through the posh and sip blog but I had to keep following up and following up on email because I just wasn't getting a response so um I had to send them an email and just to see that they received my application and I finally got a response from the um let's see here I had to email hosting at poshmark.com and just to make sure one that they receive my application and just to get some clarification on a couple things to make sure I was going to get my um, box in time. So my event was on a Saturday, June 29th. And then the Monday before they finally sent me an email with a tracking information for my decor box. And that took about two days to ship from California to where I am, which is in San Antonio, Texas. And I finally received my decor box um, on a Thursday. And um, it was like really cutting it close. So my event's on a Saturday. I received the box on Thursday. And I know that's why other people who have the Posh and Sip hosted a Posh and Sip event start getting stressed out because they're not sure if they're the decor is going to come in time or um, if it's going to pl be planned out correctly. Um, one of the things that I would probably do if I am going, well, I'm go I plan on hosting another Posh and Sip event. Hopefully it'll be in the fall. Um, we'll see what happens. It just depends on like what happens with my family and everything and um, kind of where I am in my life. But I really do enjoy hosting the, these Posh and Sip events. So a couple things that were different. Um, well, um, a lot of people did attend, which I'm really happy about. Um, it was a free event. I do want to mention that. I didn't um, have, initially I did have my tickets for $10, but then I was able to get some financial support to host this event. And um, with that money, I was able to do this really on a budget. Um, I purchased items from the Dollar Tree, used things that I already owned. Um, and um, so first, 
I, some of the um, like I had to put a deposit down on the location. Um, I bought some food, which luckily I'm glad that it wasn't a requirement to have to have um, the place catered. Um, other I know other Poshmark hosts have had to once they reserved a restaurant, they had to have a catered event. But luckily at the Cove, they, it was just a deposit to hold the venue or the space. And it was optional as to whether or not you were going to have food at the event. Um, I just had a little bit of appetizers just so that there was something there. And um, the thing is that I had um, released, it said like 31 people, 31 tickets um, were sold and whatnot. But I had also sent out confirmation emails and I put a spreadsheet together to see who would come but based on the email so I had um based on Eventbrite I used Eventbrite to put my event together so when you apply for the Posh and Sip event even before you get approved to host a Posh and Sip event you already need to have a link on either on Facebook or on Eventbrite to have the event there so that they can see the event. So they, meaning Poshmark, can see when your event is, what the location is, what the time is, and the description of your event, which I know is like really stressful because you're all, especially if you're trying to put a deposit down on a venue and then they come back and they say that, you know, because they have to review your closet and the host's that your or the co-hosts closets too to make sure that your closets are compliant with the Poshmark policies. So that does take some time. And that was one of the reasons why I was kind of stressed out um, because initially it was supposed to be like a co-hosted event, um, but my co-host couldn't come because of uh, scheduling conflicts, which is totally fine. But during that time, keep in mind, Poshmark has a lot of applicants and there are, they have to review every single co-host's closet to make sure they don't have any non-compliant items on their closets because they would get denied. So um, it's very stressful having to, especially if you're trying to put a deposit down to um, confirm a location and then to come back and say, that they've denied it because of your closet is non-compliant. So just keep that in mind. If you have to put a deposit down, I would recommend not going to a location that has a really high deposit or has the option to um, refund the deposit within a certain time frame. Um, that is just one of those things that I really wish I wouldn't have to um, to, it was really difficult for me. I did shop around. I did try to find a venue, which was inside because it's Texas and it's so hot. And, um, I really wanted to be inside in the AC, but I was shopping around and trying different restaurants. And a lot of them based on the number of people that I was trying to get, which was around 30 people, um, they wouldn't let me in the time frame that I wanted. They said, we don't, do parties during that time on a Saturday because that's a high traffic area, high traffic time. Um, we can do events on a weekday. And one of the reasons why I chose to do it on a Saturday is because the first and second Poshin Sips, the first one was on a weekday and the second one was on a weekday. And the first one was on a weekday after work. Um, it was from like six to eight o'clock. And um, not, not a lot of people were able to go there. I think it was about eight people who showed up um, because they had to go to work the next day. The other one was during midday um, between like two and five. And a lot of the 
a lot of Poshmark sellers, you know, they do this part-time and they have a full-time job. So it was like on a Wednesday during two to five o'clock and that's during regular business hours. So unfortunately, not a lot of people could have gone to that event. And I am part of a Facebook a group where a lot of people were asking, can you please have this event when it's on a weekend so that I can actually meet more people? This is, you know, all these events keep happening during a weekday. It just becomes inconvenient and there's a lot of traffic as well. Just keep that in mind. So I do believe that I had a lot of a, a lot more turnout because I did it on a Saturday. I tried not to do it on a Sunday because, you know, depending on where you are, uh, Sundays may be like a like a religious day and whatnot. Um, so I try not to do it then. Um, another thing that I wanted to do is to try to um, make sure that I had enough. My initial um, guest list was around 25 and I had expanded it a little bit because I know a lot of people really wanted to go. A lot of their friends um, got tickets to the event and then, then they weren't able to go and get one. So I started kind of get because my original um, ticket count honestly was 35. And depending on, you know, for me to actually base on my budget to successfully do everything, I had to cut it back down to 25 so that I could pay for, you know, all the goodie bags and um, some of the signs and everything. Um, my total cost actually to put everything together, um, honestly, was like, like, mm, because I did everything on a budget. It was it was um pretty up there. Um it wasn't pretty up there, but I considering the fact of like how many people were here, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as people think it is, especially since I got some financial support. So and I did use some of the money too from some of my um reselling money too. So it wasn't too much money that came out of pocket. Um and then um so in terms of trying to keep it around the 25 range, it was really good. Um, and I prefer that um, because they're started to get like, um, my list had 31 people, but only 19 people actually RSVP'd. So I wasn't really sure how many people were going to attend the event. I saw other people's Posh and Sip videos where they had expected 30, 35 people and only like 20 people to attend. I saw another Posh and Sip video where they only were supposed to have 30 people attend and ended up being like 45 people who attended. So I was actually getting kind of nervous because I purposely kind of overbooked it by three tickets or by um, six tickets so that it would be more of a full event. I really wanted it pe wanted people to interact with one another. Um, the previous San Antonio Posh and Sip events didn't have very many people. Um, and I really wanted more people to learn from senior Poshmark sellers as well as new sellers, as well as having this be an opportunity if people are have no idea what Poshmark is and just really wanted to learn from the event, they, they had that opportunity to do so. Um, the thing that I really wish I had kept it to, to 25 or um, if I were to do this again, if it was going to be around 30 again, I would really prefer to do it in a venue that had more walkable space. Um, my venue was good. It had sitting like a sitting area, but it was outside and it was starting to get really hot. And um, 
I would probably do the event for shorter. I kept the range from like four to eight because I know a lot of people's schedules, like they just want to come and mingle. And a lot of people came late because of the event. I didn't really start the event until 440 because of traffic. Um, a lot of people drove from Austin and McAllen. So um, the people who came late, they actually came around like 5, 530. Some people came at six o'clock. So a lot of people said like the time frame was too long, but I did that intentionally because my experience, especially in Texas, is that even me personally for my second Posh and Sip event, I came late. So I don't want to completely narrow down the window too much to where people, yes, people may have skipped out on some of the activities, but um, they really should have the opportunity to come in and if they wanted to share their business cards, they would do so. The next thing that I would do if I were to do this again is I would probably forego the bingo card thing and probably do the posh and sip um, trivia game instead because it would be more fast paced and a little bit more moving. Um, I didn't even get to do it at this event because there were just so many people and everyone was talking to one another. I was still getting over my allergies. Like my throat was like really sore. I'm just like really glad that I was still able to interact and communicate with everyone. Um, because that whole week I was really sick, just getting over allergies. And, um, I just could barely talk that week. So I'm just glad that I was in pretty good condition to be a good hostess, I hope. And, um, I was able to talk to everyone. Um, the thing that I would do more is like in the beginning, if there's going to be food, I would probably limit it to like 30 minutes. Um, I wouldn't, uh, the thing I would do is kind of create a schedule and then put it within the uh, body of the Eventbrite so people are aware of like what's going to happen, what the plan is. And my next time around, I'm probably going to do like 30 minutes of, you know, eating and whatnot. And then if start doing introductions like 30 minutes into it and then um do a raffle at, at so if we were doing the event at four like so four to four thirty people are coming in signing in um eating and then from four thirty to five we would start doing introductions and then I would do my first raffle then um and then after that raffle we'll do um like a fun game and then a Q&A so I would try to do all of my events at the early at at the beginning of the event and then um, go ahead and knock that out and then let people just go ahead for the rest of the event, network with each other. So that's pretty much what happened. Um, I didn't really get to the other thing that I would really want to do next time is to take a picture with every single person who went to the event. Um, I was just so busy just trying to, you know, register everyone, make sure that they were aware of the name tag situation. Um, just so that they could put stickers, have like their bingo card, get a prize. Um, what I did for my prizes was um, I had to, I had extra poly mailers. I wanted it to be relevant to their selling. So I had some of the desk things that said like a boss or she can or um, get a poly mailer. Um, I wanted something that they could reuse as resellers to use for their own packaging. So I used a lot of um, poly mailers. I have a lot of poly mailers that I don't even use. So I put multiple poly mailers within a large poly mailer and then they could use that as their, um, as their um, winning. So um, that's one of the ways that I was able to sell in terms of save in terms of prizes. Um, in terms of everything else, I would definitely try to keep it moving early on 
Um, if possible, if you're doing like an outdoor event, probably get a microphone. It was very difficult for me, especially since my throat was so sore and I'm really petite. I'm 5'1". I wasn't wearing any heels that day, so it was very difficult for people to see me or see what was going on. Um, so I would definitely use a microphone if possible. Next time I'm going to probably buy one of those portable microphone things that you can, they kind of use for karaoke. That's probably what's something I would have. The next thing I would do if I was hosting another Posh and Sip event is to do a ticket tier season, ticket tier, um, kind of thing. So the first, um, first five, like an early bird special, five tickets, like they're free, um, and then the rest would be like general admission. And then once it gets to a certain point, let's say for instance, the first five are free and then the next 15 are going to be general admission. And then last five, like um, cutting it close kind of deal would be like $15 or so. The only reason why I would do it like that is because especially the location that I had, they required me to put in my food order um, at least... 10 days before the event so even before I knew for sure like how many people unless I was really pushing to sell out this event prior to and I had a for sure an idea how many people were coming um then it was hard for me to gauge like what so I just kind of did small amounts of food because I don't really know and I just got something to start um there were a lot more people who attended than I expected so I didn't have enough food for everyone so um it was it was uh, something just so that they could have something, but luckily there was a restaurant and if people wanted to go and buy more food, they could. Um, and I would probably communicate that as well next time in terms of the food options, in terms of the drink options. That's something I would do too. Um, and um, the next thing I would probably try to do is to actually set up a Q&A session. The thing I was just so towards like the middle and end of the event there were just so many people and everyone else was just networking with each other that we didn't really get a chance to do a Q&A or um something like that so it just got to the point where people were sitting down and didn't really have the chance to mingle with everyone so that's one of the things where I really wish it was in an area where there was more walking areas for everyone to like mingle. The next thing that I would do if I was doing this again was to do something similar to what I did at Posh Party Live, which was my original intention, but I completely forgot to print out those. It was to have a, um, instead of the bingo game, I would probably try to do the um, mingle kind of sheet where you have to go around and find ask questions from other people and then once you fill out that card that's when you can get your claim your goodie bag or your prize that's probably what I would do the next time is to have the sheet um, and have them fill it out like who find a posh ambassador learn one tip from them um, you who who is attending a posh and sit for the first time what's their closet name stuff like that so that um before they even get their goodie bag that they've actually gone and like mingled with other people and then they can get their goodie bag so that's probably what I would do the next time um the last thing that I would do would probably be um before people start leaving is take the group picture and to actually plan where you're going to take your group picture um and it was definitely something that 
you know, people started leaving. So we didn't get to have everyone there at the time. But I really, it turned out to be a really good picture. And I'm really happy. It was a very diverse crowd. There were men and women there. So I'm really happy that it wasn't just like an all women's kind of a situation. What was really good too about the Poshmark event and that being out at a bar was that a lot of people at the bar were, or guests at the bar because we were outside they saw the Poshmark sign they're like hey I saw on Poshmark like what is this are you physically selling stuff here like what is this and then I had to explain that it was a networking event um the manager at the Cove too she's like I saw on Poshmark like how come I didn't find out about this and so I just let her know um you know it was on Eventbrite there I put out the word on Facebook and social media so it was a good networking way just like you know we are part of the Poshmark community so just keep that in mind. If you're doing it at a bar or a restaurant, that Poshmark is starting to grow and they're starting. This is also a good way to, for word of mouth, for people to go and um, go ahead and use the app or even sign up for the app. Someone at the event too, they had brought their friend over with them. And she had never heard of Poshmark. Well, she had heard about Poshmark and thought it was just like a girly girl thing. Um, she had been selling on multiple platforms as well prior to and wasn't sure if Poshmark was really going to be the way that she was going to start selling her clothing. So, but based on all the people that showed up and um, she decided to sign up for Poshmark like 30 minutes before the event. So I was really happy that um, someone was like a brand new Poshmark seller and that people that were like define what a new posture is and I was like well there are some people who've actually just signed up or haven't even signed up for Poshmark yet who are just coming here to learn about the app so for people who have been selling three to even six months for them they have a lot more to share with someone who's brand brand new than people who've been selling for years and um, there have been such a wide range of people that I was really happy to meet everyone um, it was there was just, uh, just based on the previous Poshmark sips, I'm just glad that I could have seen like the the amount of knowledge. A lot of people coming from Austin and McAllen, and the next Poshmark sip, hopefully, like people in San Antonio can go to the Austin Poshmark sips. It would really be nice for that to happen. Um, but yeah, the Poshmark sip event was really good. Um, it was a really good way for me to help keep my mind off of everything that's going on with my family. Um, and it's really good to have a lot of support system and especially since my sister's like a posh ambassador and love Poshmark and did all of these amazing things um, I'm really happy that I was able to um, connect with other people um, because my sister and I would always talk Poshmark strategy and um, you know unfortunately we're dealing with this situation and it's part of life um, but I'm glad I was able to meet more people that do enjoy the Poshmark community, um, want to help each other to empower each other to make sales, to make more income, to help each other to financially get to where they want to be financially free to live the life that they want because um, life is too short. Um, my sister is only 47. And if you think about it, it's like you never know you worked so hard for retirement and then one day you're like, oh man, I'm not going to end up going to retire. So that's why I want to encourage people that no matter um, how your life is going, no matter what struggles you are going or what you're facing, that you do have someone to help you out, to help encourage you, whether it's me or a community, please find 
your tribe to help you through whatever situation you're going through um, because there are a lot more people who are willing to help you out than there are the people who want to bring you down. So, and if you are one of those people who are jealous or bringing people down, um, just re realize that that negative energy does bring out other negative energy. Um, I used to be the same way and I realized that that cycle brought me nowhere and I try to help. Um, I used to be such a negative Nancy, but now I'm the a realist and an optimist because life is too short and if you're constantly focused on the negative, then you will probably struggle throughout life. Um, so that's why I try to do these podcasts to hold myself accountable, but to also have this audio diary to reflect back on all the different things that are going on in my life and whether or not it's helpful to even just one person or too many people. Um, I just know that life isn't always what you plan it and it's just good to take the baby steps every single day towards whatever your goal is. So I'm going to end the podcast here. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, thank you to everyone who's been supportive, who's been DMing me, and who's praying for me and my family. Um, you guys are amazing. Um, when I go back to San Antonio, everything settles down. Hopefully we can plan the next Posh and Sip event in San Antonio. Um, so, oh, also, I didn't even mention this. I also had to, for the Posh and Sip event, I also had to email and follow up with hosting at Poshmark because they didn't put my event on their blog. So if you're trying to get more um, awareness or more exposure for your Posh and Sip event, more search engine optimization on Google, definitely follow up and ask them, you know, can you please put this on your blog? The event is coming close. Follow up, follow up, follow up will always work in the end, especially if you're hosting a Posh and Sip event. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here. I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for all of your um, prayers. And I hope you have a wonderful selling week and you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.